Hey y'all, welcome to Film Feuds, I'm your host CJ Kaiser. We are doing this episode live from New York. Currently I'm in LA though, so this has been recorded earlier. And this is the first all-female panel. And the topic is Best Coming to Age Movie. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around. Don't forget to check out our other podcast, Game Grudges. There'll be a link in the description below. And do check out my comic book as well, New Age, about punks, goths, freaks, and other alternatives. It's a lot of fun. Come check it out. Links are all in the descriptions below. Please, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. On iTunes, give us five stars or a like or whatever. Please share it around. We'd really appreciate the help. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into this. Welcome to a new episode of Film Feuds. I'm your host, CJ Kaiser. You can follow the Film Feud podcast on Twitter at Film Feud Podcast or on Facebook at Film Feuds. Now, today we've got three guests. I am in New York, so this episode has been recorded earlier. And, uh, yep, so if you had any questions, you're not going to be getting it on this episode, unfortunately. But don't worry, there'll be some opportunities in the future. We've got a great topic today for you. We've got Best Coming to Age movie, and we've got three exciting guests, guys, I've never seen before. I'm going to perform except one. I'll start off with her. That's uh, Kelsey Kane. How are you doing? Oh, super good. How are you? I'm doing well. And which movie do you pick and why? My favorite coming of age movie is Tommy Boy. I hope you guys have seen it. It's comedy. It's fucking Chris Farley, the funniest guy, and uh, I just, that's how I grew up, you know? That's my coming to age. Excellent choice. And uh, you can find her on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Kane. Now, there will be uh, descriptions and the um, links to the, sorry, there'll be links below in the description, so have a look at there and just follow her on Twitter. Next up, we've got uh, Madeline. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. And which movie do you pick and why? Um, I'm picking Wizard of Oz because it's beautiful and it's affected me deeply and, um, I just really like heavy-handed metaphors. <laughs> Fair enough. But I guess it was the, the, what was it, 30s or 40s? I don't know. Uh, 40s? That's totally a guess. I have no idea. So I guess they had to, you know, the, one of the first movies to put in messages to go, okay, look, yeah. this is the blatant message here. Plus it's spooky, if you really... It's, I love spooky shit, so it's a little spooky. Fair enough. Uh, we were talking about Bug earlier, uh. and I've never seen it, but scary, huh? <laughs> yes. It's, it's just Bug, I think. Bug. Bug. Okay, cool. And, and you can find her on Twitter at... Madeline Mesa, or you can visit our website, MadelineMesa.com, and we'll talk about more that, about that later. And it brings us to our final guest, Colby Klein. How are you doing? I'm totes fabu. Thanks for asking. And uh, what movie did you pick and why? I'm picking Clueless. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. It definitely shaped my young adulthood. I was growing up in Bavui Hills, Bel Air at the time, and I was very impressionable. And it just had so many, you know, white girl goals. Awesome. Uh, you can also follow Colby Klein at Colby L. Klein on Twitter or on Instagram at Colby Klein or on Snapchat at Colby Klein. And uh, for those first-time listeners, the way the show works is that everyone picks their favorite movie and there's eight questions that they don't know and they have to make the best argument for each question. A uh, person at the end uh, who has the most points wins a handshake. But because this is the first time I've had an all-female panel, it'll probably be an awkward handshake and me being very nervous. My hands are up here. Thank you. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, and uh, this show is spoiler-filled, so don't worry, guys. If you have anything, you can just talk about the movie, because if these people haven't seen the movies, well, it's their fault. They should have done their research first. All right, so we'll start off with the first question. Who had the best lead character? And we'll start off with uh, Kelsey. Oh, me, definitely. Tommy Boy's the best lead character of all time. Chris Farley's hysterical. But more than that, he's relatable, you know? He's an idiot, but he's, like, our idiot, you know? He just gets us. Like, uh, I think that uh, I think he's my favorite character because he reminds me of my dad so much. 
Just like this big fat guy who's like, I don't know what's going on, but it's all going to be great. I, I don't know. Tommy Boy is just a classic movie for me, and it's a coming of age where he's like, I'm getting responsible, but really it's just like things just happen to work out. But he's a great lead character. If you're going to watch a movie and you're going to root for the guy, Tommy Boy's the guy to root for. Madeline. Uh, Dorothy is clearly the best ever. Um, I just love her because she's so cute and so adorable. And I love that it, underneath it all is Judy Garland, who would later become like this massive psychopath. And I really look up to that, being so sweet and innocent on the in- outside and then being a fucking freak on the inside. That's good acting. <laughs> yeah, she's... She's an amazing actress because she's really pulled off that uh, ingenue or whatever that word is. Um, and also, she's got a beautiful voice. Her outfit's great. I love that outfit. The shoes are top-notch. And then the character itself, uh, just related, relatable to anybody. <laughs> Kobe. Cher Horowitz. Half Jewish, <laughs> half trophy wife. What an amazing character. I mean, she looks like a Calvin Klein model. She was stick thin and yet managed to do, you know, aerobicize in her living room and not fall over when she was only eating carrot sticks and iced coffees. And I just think that she really had this philanthropic undertone wanting to save the world and save herself at the same time and we all have to take note you know that change comes from within right and she really put that message across and I also just think that her outfits were so amazing so prolific girls are still walking down the street dressed like Cher Horowitz they are not dressed like Dorothy unless (laughs) unless you are at you know, medieval times. And people do not aspire to dress like, you know, Tommy Boy unless you're in the middle of the country and you're, you know, it's a have a pocket protector. <laughs> well, okay, why, does, why is your one better than the others? Because you've got to make a decision and uh, I need to know why the other ones don't work. I have a point. Um, I feel like Dorothy is like the deeper, the most, uh, like, a young girl. She's finding herself without almost any outside input. She's having a tough time. She's in the Midwest, which is, like, something you have to deal with anyways. Like, that's, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Iowa. So I totally relate to, not to be rude, but how terrible that can be. <laughs> So uh, I think that it's amazing that she was able to basically trip balls without even drugs and use that um, experience to find herself. And then she came out of it basically as a, a woman knowing herself. So, cool. Kelsey. Oh, me on the... On, oh, oh, he's interesting, deep guy, just living his life. When I say deep, I'm being sarcastic, obviously. He's like a lovable buffoon. But uh, I feel like he's, like, spiraling through life like we all are. It's a relatable story about dreams and filling in for your dad when your dad dies. Like, everyone's dad is going to die. You should watch this movie. (laughs) I feel like Cher learns so much in such a short amount of time. And she is faced with all these things going her way and then one day she realizes that that's not actually how the world works and that 
things are not always going to go your way. And that's a hard realization for someone who comes from an affluent background and is used to always getting what they want because they're pretty and they're a daddy's girl-only child, which <laughs> I am as well. And I, I feel like she really was hit with a lot of valuable life lessons all at once, and she went through it so stylishly. All right, so to help uh, pick my decision, I need uh, one quick line to why yours is better than the other characters. Funny fat people are the best people. Uh, shit. Uh, Dorothy is clearly the best because she is self-reliant and finds herself without, uh, in the worst case scenario. Cher had her plastic life held to a flame and managed to escape unscathed and unmelted. You know what? I'm going to have to make my decision on... Um, I'm rolling Tony Boy out because fat people can be funny, but they can also be very serious as well. So, I disagree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> taking that one out. cannot be serious. I disagree. Are you like that Nicole chick? You're a fattest... Yeah, definitely. Oh, you blonde I bitches are all the same. I wish I was. I wish I was fatter. Let me just say that. Okay, uh, so that's why I'm coming for out. Uh, Wizard Oz. I think yeah, she became more powerful, but in a dream. Oh, so. but no, because she woke up and then she became. She knew herself. So the dream, she was transformed and then she came out like a butterfly. Like the dream was the cocoon. Was it though? Because really, <laughs> she woke up and the movie ended. That's no, because then she woke up and she was like, "Auntie M, oh my god, I love you, and I know what's going on now." Uh, yeah. Yes, but I'm gonna go. I'm more of a realist. So I'm gonna All give right. the point to uh, Colby. Uh, Woohoo! Clues gets it. Yes. Yay. Okay, so that's question one. All right, next one. Which movie oh, had okay. the best yeah. soundtrack? Oh, come on! <gasps> oh my god, one of my serious go-to karaoke songs is looking out a dirty old window outside the cars in the city go rushing by and i only know that song because of the clueless soundtrack and also rolling with the help maze how do you know if you're a good singer if you can't do the tie and do the rolling with the help me. Are you so sad about Brittany Ferguson that she's dead that wasn't her name Brittany Murphy oh i am sad she's dead it's, you know, it's hard being anorexic. Oh, is that why she died? Yeah, her and Amy Winehouse died from eating disorder complications. <laughs> the, the complications were that they didn't eat? Yeah. <laughs> it's complicated. Your heart's like, fuck you, I'm out of here. Oh, uh, it's really, it's like, kind of sad. Yeah, it's really sad. So I see your point with being fatter is better, and uh, I might go back and give you the point. No, All right? Yeah. I deserve the point. Oh, uh, the Tomboy soundtrack is rocking. You got that uh, early 90s feel. Have you guys ever heard the song Eris 2? It's very good. I do know that song. Yeah, it's good. You can sing it. Why don't you sing it? Eris 2. No? Yeah, no, you got it. Okay, you cool. nailed it. It's like great. No promesas. Eres tu. Eres tu. We're just showing off our talents. <laughs> That's what this podcast is about. But the Time Before soundtrack is um, a killer, so... ColbyLila.Bandcamp.com. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's The Wizard of Oz. Hello. It's fucking classic. Everyone knows every song. 
It's like, yeah, thank that's you. That's the best soundtrack. It's like in my head. It's always in my head. There's at least one, like, in my rotation of songs in my head, like, um, like the Brains one. Like, I need Brains. What the fuck? I can't think of the name I think of you're it. actually thinking about The Wiz. I mean, I actually haven't seen The Wiz in its entirety, which is a crime. I need to see that. But, uh, yeah, like, come on. Wizard of Oz soundtrack wins. It's just, duh. Just, just name a song. You d- well, <laughs> Over the Rainbow, there obviously. Yeah. Or even, like, I love the Munchkin song. Like, yeah, when they, like, they come People out, always sing popular. Somewhere Over the Rainbow when someone dies. Like, they did what? at the Emmys when, like, all those people were dying and they were commemorating, like, all these dead people. It's so meaningful. it's kind of just sad. I, like, honestly, I don't even life. think you needed to fight for it, and yeah. somehow you made it sound worse. <laughs> no. Like, it's a very good soundtrack. <laughs> it's a classic. You can't, fi- you can't fight a classic. All right, well, based on this decision... Um, Radiohead was in the Clueless soundtrack. Just Ew. want to throw that out there. Gross. I do not like Radiohead. Uh, <laughs> well, I really enjoy Creep. Um, and that's it from Radiohead. I, I don't really like their other songs. Yeah. Fake Plastic Trees. Yeah. But I, I, the I, In Rainbow soundtrack yeah. when you're on Molly, hello. Good Fucking point. Fucking epic. Um, <laughs> but the only reason I like Creep so much is because I can do it well on SingStar, and that's about it. Okay. So I'm going to have to make my decision. I'm a ruling Tony Boy out <laughs> again. Oh, oh. If you said Fat Guy in a Little Suit, maybe. That's <laughs> maybe. a song. It's technically it's a song. It's a ditty. It's a ditty. <laughs> it's like a, like a part of the movie. <laughs> but uh, I'm ruling your one out. However... She didn't mention even the song, I don't even want to fight for you, but she didn't mention the song that when they get really emotional in the car with, like... Yeah, yeah. that's Eris too. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse Wait, me. but I mean... Is, um... You want me, Fluffy, or the pillow? Is that a song? <laughs> yeah, those aren't... So, I don't think <laughs> these people know what songs are. <laughs> you okay. want me, Fluffy, or the pillow? Well... It's <laughs> pretty accurately for what a song is. Uh, so that's why I'm rolling your one out. Uh, I, I don't think you have enough examples except for that one. And I didn't remember it, remember it until you mentioned it. So it's not so iconic. Now, with Clueless, a lot of good songs in it. However, yeah. I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to those songs. If oh, they yeah. came on the radio, I'll maybe sing along to them. But that's why I'm ruling that one out. So yeah. I'm giving the points to Wizard of Oz. <laughs> We're off to see about? the wizard. I love that song. What a lame song. What no, are we in preschool? They're very good songs. I disagree. Yeah. Definitely should win. Thank you. Well, they're more iconic, I feel. Um, so that's why she gets medal and gets points. Okay, next question. All right. We'll go with this question. Which one has the best scene? Coolest scene or funniest scene? You can pick either one. Scene? Yeah. Um, when... They go to the Val party, which is um, ghetto, no offense. And they play, I'm here? They play Suck and Blow with a credit card. And it was, like, so naughty. Because I was in fourth grade. And I really think that it, like, planted the seed. Because then later, when I was in college, I had, I had a makeout party. Um, it was right when Facebook was invented, and I just found, like, the hottest people Why on Facebook at my college, party? and we played makeout games. Um, we didn't actually play Suck and Blow. It was more like One Kiss, Two Kiss, Three Kiss, Bliss, where people kiss you when you're blindfolded. And then I put um, Skittles in people's mouths and made them guess which flavor it was. And then I also would just, like, wipe whipped cream on people and be like, lick that off. Um, okay, I just got to interject I, here. Um, I was inspired by that suck and blow scene. Now that I now that I really delve into it. 
Yeah, uh, like I said, I do have to interject here because this is a podcast and you can't see the other people's faces, but it's just like confusion, shock, and intrigue. It's great. <laughs> I just like never have even heard of a... Maybe I'm not cool, but like what is a makeout party? That sounds like the cool kids... And it was in college, too. Yeah, like kissing games. That seems like a middle school, like, cool party. College? Like, what's happening? Yeah, college kissing games with strangers. Oh, no. That sounds like Herpes 101. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is a... Uh, I don't know. That's a coming-of-age moment. Make-out party. Embedding or, you know. I'm not of age. I never have been I, I checked for oral sores at the door when I was taking their $5 entrance fee. You're what, you charged organized. for these parties? She's an organized lady. It's probably like like Lucy from Peanuts, like, you know, five cents for therapy, and she's grown up, and it's like $5 entry for kissing parties. Oh, and then I just punch them in the face. <laughs> Surprise, oh, it's a punching surprise. booth. Everything she said has terrified me. <laughs> well, I know if I was a vet, I'd make up party. It would be, oh, sorry, make out party. It would be uh, me holding everyone's bags. Uh, that, that was pretty much my job in college. So, <laughs> um, All right, so cool, funniest or coolest scene? Oh, okay. Um, coolest scene, definitely uh, the ending of Tommy Boy when he straps on fake dynamite. He shows it to the security guards, and he's just like running through the office building, acting like he's going to blow it up. This is pre-9-11, I should mention. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Safety, blah, blah, blah. We care. Um, It's a great moment of uh, just, he's winning him over. He comes in with a speech. The guy's like, eh, what the heck? You can have your company back. It's just a passionate speech. Like, I wish we could still win things that way. I hear your point. You're right. You broke into this building, and we agree. Um, But uh, memorable funny scenes. Fat guy in a little coat. Gotta rip that coat. Um, He has the scene with the shrimp when he really wants to have um, fried chicken at, like, a rest stop. And he's like, you know, when the world is just knocking you down. And he's, like, tearing apart the bread rolls. And she's like, you are a seriously fucked up kid. I'm going to make you some chicken. Uh, Tommy Boy has the most memorable scenes ever of any movie. Also, in, uh, we were talking about incest on the break. And <laughs> yeah, um, if you wondering what the little click was before, uh, my SD card got filled up because I'm an idiot and picked up the wrong, wrong card. So uh, there was a mention of incest about Paul Rudd's character in yeah. Clueless. And apparently someone said uh, incest is hot. I won't say who. Uh, uh, they can themselves I'll cop one. to it. I'll cop to it. He is um, a stepbrother, which is not technically blood. And I think the incest is hot. In that circumstance. So, uh, any fans in Alabama, uh, you've got a new fan? <laughs> All right, so. I feel like we knew exactly who said incest was hot. <laughs> I don't know why. You need to clarify. Madeline, coolest or funniest scene? Um, clearly, I, well, my favorite part is when Dorothy lands in Oz because it's the, the movie becomes color and uh, Gwendolyn the Good Witch, oh my God, I, I love her. I love her outfit, I love her face, her song. I don't just, I, like, I want that outfit. Um, and then I love the idea of the, the the witch getting smashed. I really love the visual of like the shoes curling underneath, and then the the lollipop guild and the little fairy like the little ballerina chicks, and the, I I just want that whole world to be my reality basically. Like I love the green and yellow spiral. I always wonder where, like there's the yellow brick road. Where the fuck does that green road go? 
Like, where, like, what if she had followed that road? I don't know. And then I just, like, uh, I like the colors. It's so bubbly and ridiculous. And it's, like, trip, it, like I said before, it's, like, tripping balls. This young girl from Kansas just, like, completely, like, out of her fucking gourd from being so bored and unloved from her own family. Um, yeah, so clearly that is the winner because it's the most visually amazing. Um, most people remember it. Like, it's a part of your your childhood almost and yeah I just you can I could sing the whole ballad like between all the characters alright well uh, on my decision I'm ruling Clueless out of this one uh, I I didn't remember that scene until you mentioned it I remember more of the stuff that happened in high school God Elton can't you suck see I don't even remember it that well and I saw it four times <laughs> so uh, but I think yeah it's, it doesn't pop out to me as one of the, when I think Clueless that scene didn't pop out to me first um, that's why I'm ruling that one out. Now, between Tony Boy and Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz is very iconic when it does turn into colour. It's very cool. But I think there were much cooler moments in that movie. Ah, oh, come on. Well, I'm just going by what I... My favourite, but clearly the movie itself is like... Yeah, but that... I know, but the argument you made for it right. is really cool, but uh, it just... There are way more funny... That, that scene in Dinah in Tony Boy, that... Is one of the th- things I remember about Tony Boy, and I haven't seen that movie in about five years. And all right, all right. Yeah, so I'm gonna give the point to Kelsey on this one. That's right. I finally won one, guys. <laughs> well, uh, th- don't worry. People have only um, have come back from this, so uh, w- w- he's actually keeping score. Yeah. I'm a witness here. Yeah, no, no. You got to keep score because I remember when I didn't do it in the first two episodes, people were like, "Oh man, you didn't even keep score. You're an idiot." I was like, "All right, I'll keep score for those two listeners." And uh, no one else cared, but I want those two listeners like back. The important. Next question: uh, Best cast. Anyone can jump in. Chris Farley, David Spade. Um, oh, what's his face? He's so handsome. Yeah, what's his face? Yeah, that's um, a very Rob Lowe. Yeah. Uh, so good. This got such, such a great lineup. Yeah. Who's the mom again? Sorry, I just like I'm, I kind of. I don't even want to debate because I kind of agree with her on this one. She's also <laughs> famous. And yeah, she's great. It, was, it wasn't Susan Sarandon. Was it? No, it wasn't Susan Sarandon. No, oh. you can check IMDb if you need to. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we're allowed to I'm cheat? No, no, it's good. Okay, Tommy Boy is the best cast. We were told we were allowed to use IMDb, so now I can go over it. It's Chris Farley, David Spade, Bo Derek is the evil mom, Rob Lowe is the evil stepbrother slash her lover, and Dan Aykroyd is also the... Also hot incest. <laughs> so um, the hashtag to this episode will be hot incest uh, hashtag hot incest <laughs> we see you have a theme <laughs> um, but they're just like a great comedy cast like I love that they're like guys who came from SNL slash stand up like that's so great um, I just love a rock hard comedy cast did you mention uh, Brian Dennehy and Dan Aykroyd yeah he's Dan Aykroyd but Brian Dennehy you're right see the cast is so good <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, clearly I have Judy Garland, so that's like obviously the best yeah, person. Who else is in that movie? I know. I'm looking. <laughs> um, Frank Morgan, the Oz. I mean, okay. I can't even honestly. I can't talk about the other people very well because I don't know them. But I saw one of those evil monkeys serving me coffee in the Lower East Side <laughs> this morning, so he didn't really go that far. Well, I mean, but he's probably like 90 now, so that's impressive. At least that he's still got a job. Um, <laughs> I asked for sugar-free vanilla syrup, and he messed it up, by the way. 
Alright, well, he's a what do you yeah, he's a, he's a flying monkey. He's like, it's amazing. He's still, you know, working it. Wait, did he have the blades still on? Or he roll like, skates? He had like green goopy fang situation. Alright, well. Yeah. Well, it would be an extra <laughs> and wicked at least. Oh, good. Good call. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I Dorothy, uh, oh my god. Judy Garland. <laughs> Shut up, I know. Is uh, amazing. And she gave us Liza. And she's, I just, what I said before, she's so beautiful and so sweet in that movie. But you know that there's just like a bubbling cauldron of evil and like, or not evil, but just like fuming anger. And I really enjoy that about people. <laughs> and yeah, I just, she's like the only person that I would even have to mention to win this because she's so amazing. Um, break out stars is all I can say. Paul Rudd, huge comedian now, before Clueless, who gave a fuck? No one. Alicia Silverstone peaked so hard in that movie, she just dropped the mic and, like, never did anything again. Yeah, now she's, but now she's, like, super weak. I, like, I yeah. like her as a person, but she's... She's doing she's nothing. Not, That's a terrible... No, no, no. She didn't need... She's still just collecting checks. She doesn't need From to do Clueless? a damn thing. Clueless she wants to Netflix. ride... She wants to ride <laughs> that high. Because she was so gorgeous and, and sexy and smart in that movie. Okay, Stacy Dash. What, you know, high schooler boy was not having wet dreams about her? She was, like, the hottest thing ever. Brittany Murphy, mega breakout star. Uh, Donald Faison went on to kill it in Scrubs. Great breakout star there. And also Cher's dad, Dan Hedaya. Where... Would you ever, like, fall in love with a nebbishy Jewish lawyer, except in a movie like Clueless? And not at Roxbury. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, um, well, I'm going to rule out Wizard of Oz. Uh, I Is it because she didn't say the army of midgets? Because that's a great cast. <laughs> <laughs> you made a terrible choice I in your cast. Just, oh, I don't know. I army can't name them. Does that doesn't make I was left out of her And all the midgets. Just the midgets. They're, LPs, they're people. Like LPs. There's so many. Yeah, no, they don't even get... I bet they didn't even get credits in the credit of the movie. Yeah, they're just like little people one, little person. And it's little person. You're being offensive. Yeah. <laughs> so remember, hashtag hot incest, hashtag midgets. All right, so... <laughs> uh, so I'm ruling Wizard of Oz up because I think Judy Garland's the only one that's memorable and we can't think of a single person from the all rest right. of it. Uh, now with Tommy Boy and Clueless, this is going to be a tough one because both are great. Uh, both are great. Well, one comedy heavy, and the other ones are big A-listers in Hollywood. Uh, Brittany Murphy, great. Uh, Paul Rudd, great. Alicia Silverstone did kill Batman for me. Uh, she completely killed Batman, and I'm a massive Batman fan. So that's weighing my decision. Not about Batman, okay? I know, but Alicia Silverstone. Leave yeah. your comic book nerd shit out of this, please. Um, she knows how to win something. You can tell. Well, but this thing, uh, Donald Faison Scrubs was the only thing he really did that was memorable. Um, but and that, but Paul Wright is who the can biggest. like hold the lead of a major primetime like series for that long that was great um Ed O'Neill uh yeah Amy Pollard uh, I can name everyone um so I don't know but with Tommy Boy yes but then you have David Spade who kind of pitted out um and ended up doing Grown Ups 1 and 2 
Like, yeah, yeah. If you're going to do the first one, you got to do the second no, one. No, Rob Schneider was smart and didn't do the second one. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I didn't see That's the first time, by the way, in all history that Rob Schneider and smart have been used in the same sentence. Let it be noted. <laughs> Hashtag Aww. Rob Schneider love. Um, Rob Schneider. He's adorable. I don't know. He's great in a... He's a nice guy. I did meet him once. Yeah? Yeah. There you go. He, he said it would be fun, my money for Judge Dredd. So that was cool. Uh, oh. Wait, was he the Gigolo movie, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was his best movie. It was. It was good. Oh, and one where he had, like, the brain of an animal. Did oh, the animal. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> no, God. it was yeah. called The Animal. Yeah. So that creative. That sounds like a straight-to-DVD type of yeah. movie. No, a big cinema release, that one. Was, uh, well, I know in Australia it was because we had an Australian actor in it. So they're like, yes, let's push this movie. Oh. Interesting. Oh. Okay. All right, so... You can do it. Uh, which one, which one, which one? Uh, who are you leaning towards? Uh, for cast, right? Yeah. Um, I have to... I don't know. This is actually hard. I really like... I have to go with Chris Farley, because he's... He, and David Spade. I, they're, they're just cast so perfectly. They're the amazing as being best friends. But I do really love Cher. The movie was written for them. It was a vehicle for them. It was like tailor-made for them as a duo. These people were just cast, and they happened to work symbiotically so well together. That's magic. Do you want to counteract that? You know, if she wants to win, I feel it. (laughs) I get it. I'm on on board. Sure? You don't want to defend this? Oh, you know, I think Tommy Boy's got a great cast. I can watch it over and over. Clueless, I watched, like, most of it one time, and I was like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Oh, okay. That is a good argument. Can you counteract that? That's just her personal vendetta because she's rooting for Tommy Boy. This isn't a fair fight here. (laughs) Did any of those arguments weigh in for you? Oh, I don't. I gotta go. I'm sorry. I have to go with Tommy Boy because I can watch that movie more, I think. I can, like, Oh, well, you know what? I could give it a double point, so I'm going to give you both a point for this one. Okay. All right? I'll take it. Uh, All right. They knew, they knew each other before. They had their thing down, and then the movie was handed to them on a silver platter by, like, Lorne Michaels. These people were just a bunch of nobodies struggling in Hollywood who I got together and made a fucking cult classic. Silverstone was in, like, a Rolling Stone video before this. I don't think she was struggling. It was an Aerosmith, Aerosmith. video. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? I've done, like, 12 music videos, and guess what? I'm still poor. Uh, what are you wearing right now? Like, oh. Ooh, what am I wearing? No panties, a push-up bra, and some body oil. Finally, I'm going to get some <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's go to the next question. Uh, this one's going to be a quick one. Best adversary. Which movie had the best adversary? Now, all coming to the major movies have a reason so, uh, of coming to age, and they always fight against someone or something, maybe an establishment, maybe a person. Which one had the best adversary? Um, well, mine did, clearly. I have the evil witch of the West. or Yeah, wicked witch of the West. Um, she was also, like, basically every nightmare that Dorothy had in her real life conglomerated into this monster in her dream world. And the actor in that spot is, she's so amazing. I just actually Googled her and found an image of her in color, and I've never seen that really, because she's always green in the movie. She's so scary looking. <laughs> they really did a good her in It's so weird. Well, she's like green. You can't really tell what someone looks like when they're face painted. But she was a great casting. Um, she's the best cackle. Her witch outfit is totally on point. Like, I'm jealous of the pointy hat. It's great. 
Um, and she's just so scary. She's got flying monkeys. Hello? She's got an army of flying monkeys and lives in a fucking spooky castle. And she turns into a puddle of smoke. Like, how intense can you get? Like, she's the most intense adversary of these. She's clearly the winner. I think in Clueless, um, Cher's adversary is more, it's more meta. It's, it's just like life smacking you in the face, the realities of, of life and realizing that you can't control everyone and you can't orchestrate everything. And, you know, it's, it's hard to deal with when you realize that uh, it might not all work out every time for you. And I think... <laughs> what am I trying to say here? What I'm, what I'm really... You're having a hard time I'm fighting for this movie. No, because I know what I want to say. And it's like... It's like... When, when, you, when you're, your world is shattered. And like... You realize that things are going to be a lot more complicated than you thought they were going to be. That really is her, her adversary. Tommy Boy, adversary. Okay, you've got the death of his father. Followed by, he's got this rivaled competitor, Dan Aykroyd, Zelensky Auto Parts. That's an intense rivalry. They're not going to win. They're, like, definitely the underdog. Tommy Boy's not looking up. You get all the way to the end. He wins them out. They buy the brake pads. They should. That wasn't even a good deal. It was like, that is a good movie. Enough said. All right, well, I think I already know who I'm going to give the point to. Uh, let me tell you who I'm rolling out first. Clueless, because you made no argument. Uh, next up, Tommy Boy, I think I'm ruling that one out because if you said it was the company that had no faith in him, that would have been better. Uh, I think Zelensky, they became friends at the end, so that's why I couldn't give you the point. Wicked Witch of the West, she was a witch. The end. Uh, so that's why Wizard of Oz gets the point. Can I just reinstate how much of a comic book nerd you are? <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Uh, I will live off that for the rest of my life. I don't care. <laughs> uh, next question. Which movie had the best message? It's a coming of age story, so every movie has a message. What was the message in yours and why was it the best? I think the message, um, one of the many messages in Clueless that is still being reiterated in society is that it's okay to make fun of everyone. And it's actually vital and important that you have to make fun of everyone. Your Mexican maid who's actually from, not from Mexico, she's from El Salvador, you know, um, the kids who sag their pants, the bloaties who hang out on the grassy knoll, um, you just you have to be able to make fun of everyone, and you have to be able to make fun of yourself also. And I think that that is a great message. This is not a good message. <laughs> this is a terrible You're message. You're a comedian. Um, Tommy Boy has a great message. It's that you can survive through anything, even if your dad dies, um, and you can work your way up to the top, even if everyone thinks you're an idiot. But mostly that also family is the most important thing. It kind of ends. It's got like the wholesome feel. I like when movies end with like a warm fuzzy. So I think that was its best attribute. Um, clearly the Wizard of Oz has the best message. Um, it's about a young girl that has all these issues in her real life. And then she goes into her dreamscape and works out her own issues on her own. So it's basically saying 
you really need to figure something out for yourself, you have to just go inside to yourself and look within, and everything that you need is within you. And then also family is clearly important at the end. She comes back, and she's very excited to be with her long-lost family that she was actually just sleeping through or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just it was like a reminder of the little things in life are what make you you, and your own mentality is uh, what gets you out of anything. Just because you say clearly in your argument doesn't make things clear. By the way, I I think that that movie is still very uh, convoluted for me. What? Just the one yellow big road that they have to follow that that was convoluted. <laughs> Just, you know, the whole dreaming, hallucination, drug use thing. It's all very cloudy for me still. Wait, no drug use. No, no drug use. Yeah, it's that, like, that's Alice in Wonderland. It's the all natural. It's like her natural way of she's so lost in her own mind that she starts tripping. She was living on a farm. Uh, Monsanto, anyone? Ew, no, that's... No, no. <laughs> There's drugs in the water from the fertilizer. Hello? Way pre pre Monsanto, maybe maybe the mushrooms growing in the cow patties, but that's about as far as she probably could take it. All that uh, carbon dioxide from the cows farting, come on, that's got to cloud your judgment somehow. Oh, but uh, I don't know. Cher would like she was too much of a wuss to even take a sip of the liquor, right? She wouldn't smoke weed or uh, or did she? But she like really hated it. But there was some point in the movie where she was like, I don't drink and I don't See, do drugs. when you say wuss, I say, like, she had her own moral compass and she was sticking to it. She has a backbone. You want to weigh in? Oh, no. Just listening is <laughs> so enough for me for this one. All right, so Tommy Boy's out. Okay, which one are you leaning towards, Kelsey? Uh... Yeah, I guess Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He seems so upset. <laughs> no one understands. I, I don't know. I, I don't... Like, the message, I don't know what the message was. She Everything works out for her. So yeah. she didn't yeah. really Everything change. Everything work out for pretty blonde girl. <laughs> no, 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 no. That wasn't the message at all. I was saying we have to make fun of everything oh, yeah, and right. everyone yeah. and ourselves because the world is really hard and it sucks sometimes and it sucks super hardcore for some people and not as hardcore for other people. But your suck is your suck. And you can't, like, just forget other people's problems. So we all have to laugh at everyone's problems. Yes, all right. So that was the argument. Uh, all right. Uh, now it makes it a little bit harder for me. Um, I don't know I don't, which one. I don't think that was the message of Clueless, though. I think the message of Clueless was kind of like, like she's she's the message. I mean, there's many messages. There's ma- lots of messages. Subliminal, liminal, pro, pro, proliminal. All right. Make up That's all not words? a word. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Clueless made up so many words that we are still using today. Like, ugh, as if, what a Monet. <laughs> okay, that's why I'm going to give the points to Wizard of Oz. Yay! <laughs> 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 All right. Um, most replay value? This way? Replay value. As I fall in, asleep you watch every time I start watching The Wizard of Oz. FYI. <laughs> Was it FYI from Clueless? No. Um, no. 
Uh, you could rewatch Tommy Boy like a hundred times. Like it's so funny. You'll never. No, you could know every line and still watch it. Quote along. It's a lot. Clueless is like that too, though, for people who really love Clueless. Oh yeah. And Did you uh, take time out of your busy pants dropping schedule to join us at this podcast. <laughs> No, <laughs> not that much of a fan, but uh, you get the point. Uh, but Tommy Boy's quotable. It's a live along. Uh, I think you can watch it. You can watch it all day long. Uh, clearly, I keep saying clearly because it's so clear. But fuck, what was it? What were we talking about? Edit. Sorry. Duh. Okay. Um. Ob- obviously, you can watch Wizard of Oz even as a kid or when you're older, and then you can rewatch it with the Pink Floyd soundtrack and get all weird with that. I've seen it so many times. It's even a good background player for like weird movie or weird like parties. Um. You can remix it. It's it's just a total classic that I think I've seen probably probably 50 times and I still would rewatch it and it's so visually stunning um, that I would just clearly <laughs> uh, say that, Tom, or that Wizard of Oz is the classic go-to. Okay, well, which movie do you... I didn't get to say my replay value. Oh, yeah, so Clueless has... Uh, just a really broad audience. You could watch it with like a kid that you're babysitting. You can watch it with a dude you're dating. You can watch it with your mom. You can watch it with your dad. You can watch it on a girls' night. You can watch it with your best friend from high school that you've been estranged from for 11 years. I just feel like everyone wants to sit. It's a good go-to, and it's a light-hearted movie where you don't leave and you feel like you are going to have a heart attack like Chris Farley. And you don't leave and feel like you need to go have an LSD trip. You just go about your day feeling good, rolling with the homies. All right, which one of these movies would you not want to watch again? This will help my decision. That's so hard. I love all of these movies, to be quite honest. Shit. If you you had to live without one, which one would it be? I would live without Wizard of Oz because I could just go see Wicked like on tour in perpetuity forever and ever. Wizard of Oz like the next step though, yeah. Like you can't. I'd much rather like see Adina Menzel kill it than Judy like being an ingenue. Yikes. I think I might also not want to see Wizard of Oz again. Is that sad? Yes, it's too. That's so depressing. Come on, you guys. It's like, I mean, Clueless isn't like my style, but there's like this jokes. I like jokes, you know? Yeah, and it gets sexy and sassy. I don't, those weren't the reasons I said, but yeah. <laughs> we hear what you're saying. I would, I would say, I, it's hard for me. I love all of these movies, but I would say Clueless because if I never got to see Tommy Boy again, especially fat guy in a little coat scene I'd be so upset like that would be way more upsetting to me than if I couldn't plus Clueless has um, a really terrible TV show that I've watched and it's actually so bad that it's amazing so I could still get my fix for Clueless if I needed to TV show? yeah it was like on UPN or some shit CW or something yeah Yeah. Yeah, Phazon was the only person that we prized as well Mm mhm accurate live action? like it was a cast? yeah. yeah different cast? We really don't need to go there. It's completely opposite of what the movie was about. It's very vacuous. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. 
I did want to rule Wizard of Oz out, but I'm going to go with the other two at this point. Uh, they made good arguments. Wizard of Oz, we have to leave out, so they're out. And now it's Clueless and Tommy Boy. For me personally, Tommy Boy, I'd watch more um, over and over again. But since the topic is coming to age, I'm having a tough time deciding which one. Uh, you said you could live without Clueless, is that right, man? Yes. Okay, so it's going to be really hard to pick one. Uh, final statements? I think it's going to be really fun to, as the styles change from the decades, see how much the Clueless style holds up. And I think that you're going to have to go back and revisit and give it credit for influencing uh, style and just what it is to be uh, cool. I also just like look at an old magazine, if that's what you're going for. Um <laughs> Time Boy's a great movie. You can watch it over and over. It's like a family movie. Clueless, not a family movie. I mean, Aww. maybe, I don't know. You keep calling it sexy over and over. Some families are sexy. <laughs> Once again, hashtag incest is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, hot incest. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, you know what? I'm going to give it to Tommy Boy. Uh, Tommy Boy will get the points. Okay. Can I just interject for one second here? Tommy was so old. Like, like Cher Horowitz came to age, like, at the time of coming to age. Even uh, Dorothy came to age at a reasonable time. Tommy Boy was just retarded. Yeah, retarded. He was a grown, he just, he just fully college. formed he man. Yeah. He did just seven years of college. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. He just graduated from college. That's the time to come he to He was age. really just handicapped. It wasn't about coming oh, to age. Man. That's, that's overcoming something so much more. I feel like someone's getting political, and I just, <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, uh, uh, Colby, you need to get the next point, and then we can go to tiebreaker. If not, one of these two will win. Okay, so uh, next question is... Uh, okay. I, I think I already know who's going to get the point on this one, but <laughs> best costumes. Um, Contempo Casuals, <laughs> Judy's, Wet Seal... Um, Let's just say that they were really uh, an oasis for me. The Galleria, the mall, the West Side Pavilion. I was really in those places, thumbing through the racks, trying stuff on before the selfies. I would have taken some selfies, but this was before that time. And I just want to say, who doesn't still dream about going into their closet, having it do a 3D body scan, and just dressing you and picking out an outfit for you? That was really Me, so I, revolutionary. I so revolutionary. I can tell by your tie and shirt combo. But uh, it's very punk rock. I, punk rock? You look like a politician. Like, this bright and, red time. And you're straddling like the, the sides here because you have red and blue. Yes. I get it. I get it. You're one of those crossing the aisle politicians. (laughs) Crossing the aisle. All right, so I know who's not coming back on the podcast, but... (laughs) (laughs) It was so fun to watch her make fun of you. (laughs) Uh, I wish Um, I was on stage right now. Uh, um, uh, Tommy Boy costumes, not great. It's like 90s (laughs) grunge from Ohio. But, I mean, it might be, like, exactly how I still dress, if you want to do that. 
But like uh, both Clueless and Wizard of Oz have great costumes. But I'm pretty sure Wizard of Oz has like legendary costumes that are in museums. So like I I'm just gonna give it up to the Wizard of Oz for that one. Uh yeah, obviously. Um, I mean, obviously the the red shoes are so amazing. I love Tin Man. Tin Man like blows my mind still. Like I love his visual. I just you have to go with Wizard of Oz. It's like their costumes are like in the Smithsonian. They're so important, and like they're they actually make Halloween costumes based on this. Uh, you you see blue and white checker, you immediately go to Dorothy. It's so iconic. I, I win. Just, can I just say, um, <laughs> when I wear my knee highs and my Mary Janes, like, it makes a big impact. It could be in the Smithsonian. It's, it's huge. But is it? But is it? I don't think so. Because it's, it's ahead of their time. I do enjoy the clueless clothes. I have many clothes inspired by it, and I really like many that Many backpacks, still killing it. I, I'm in. I'm on board for fashion, for like silly backpack right here. <laughs> for silly lady girl fashion, I would give it to Clueless. But for costumes in a film, Wizard of Oz, because just stuff. I like how you called it silly. That's great. I mean, I'm wearing silly shit. Clearly, I'm okay with all that. But it's not gonna. You're not gonna. That's not gonna uh, penetrate the zeitgeist as hard as a, you know, a movie like Wizard of Oz. All right, well, uh, let me roll out the first one, Tommy Boy. Um, You're making the right decision. Um, and now it's down to Clueless and uh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yes, more iconic. Clueless, though, still in fashion today. Um, I'm having a tough choice. Uh, someone did insult my clothing choice, so uh, we'll see uh, if that's going to weigh my decision. Can we hire a non-biased judge? It's my podcast, so if you pay me enough, yes. Um, but... Oh, he accepts bribes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Kelsey, what are you leaning towards? Uh, Wizard of Oz, clearly. <laughs> it's iconic. Hashtag clearly hot incest. Well, you know what? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Wizard of Oz. And Madeline wins. Ah, yeah! And uh, Madeline, you can find her on uh, MadelineMesa.com on a website or on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and anything else. Uh, just yeah, everything is at Madeline Mazer. So yep. you can find the description link. Uh, you can find the link in the description below. And uh, thank you very much for the easy handshake. Oh Congratulations! God, this is so fun, and I think you look dapper. You're great. Oh yes, Ooh. that's the first time ever anyone said that. <laughs> and uh, thank you, uh, Colby. Thank you very much for coming down. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. It was a blast. Thrill a minute. And uh, anything you want to promote other than your uh, new training hashtags? Uh, well, yeah. Colby Klein, Instagram, Snapchat, Colby L. Klein, Twitter, and I really do have ColbyLila.bandcamp.com because I'm a singer, so let's get creative. And you can also find her in a few movies, especially one coming out soon with De Niro. Did I read that right on IMDb, or was I mistaken? Some flight attendant movie. Um, I'm actually like doing costumes for that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm helping with the styling, and I'm probably going to be a flight attendant in it because I do have that kind of 60s vibe. But um, first and foremost, I'm helping with the styling on that film. Cool, awesome. Well, uh, hopefully, best of luck with that movie. Hope everything goes well, and you get more work, and I can actually get more hits on this podcast. That'd be great. And uh, Kelsey Kane, uh, Kelsey underscore Kane on Twitter. Anything else you want to promote? Oh, no. Just stand up, loving it, living in New York, being your new friend. 
And yeah, do, do check her out. She's very funny. One of the funniest girls I've seen on the scene so far. And uh, and I said one of. There's, uh, I think, another one. I think. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, check her out. Uh, follow her on Twitter. And uh, next week's episode will be... Best fake character movie. Which should be a great episode. And we'll see you all then. Thank you. And you can, follow- you can just follow me anywhere. Just type in IMC and I'll come up. Uh, we'll see you next week.